back to week five of New Musical Monday, a series hosted by Thornhill Theatre Space, showcasing new and lesser-known musicals from around the world. This week, our episode showcases music from Paper Mache Theatre, and I had the amazing opportunity to sit down with their company members to discuss. Thank you guys so much for being here with us today. We got Sophie, Megan, and Ross. Um, they're members of uh, Paper Mache Theatre. Um, why don't you guys go ahead and give yourself a little bit of an introduction and, and what it is that you do within the company. Let's go ahead and um, start with Sophie. Um, hello, I'm Sophie. Uh, I think my role within the company is I'm doing a lot of lyric writing musically and then collaboration with Meg on the um, musical elements of the songs. And then also I run our social media pages and do our branding. Lovely. Great. Okay, Meg? Um, I'm Meg. I'm mainly the musical director alongside Sophie, but more so, like she said, the, the instrumentation of it and um, uh, how we kind of put the songs together. How's it going? My name's Ross. Uh, I'm a music producer and that's what I tend to stick to here. <laughs> and uh, I just try and embellish the songs essentially is what I do, yeah. Lovely, thank you guys so much. Now, um, why don't you go ahead and just give us a little bit of an idea of how Paper Mache uh, started? How'd you guys begin? Um, so it started, uh, we all go to university together and um, we basically got assigned a project in, in our final year to create a company and create some work together. Um, and we had to form that company out of one of the casts for our final show quite a few of us said we were interested in um, musical theater. We were in an acting program, so we don't get to do a lot of musical theater, but um, Meg and I and another girl, uh, Olivia Yem, who's works with us in the company, um, we were really interested in flexing our musical theater muscles. So we sort of pushed for it and some other people who were interested joined us. And then that's sort of how we got going. That's really great. You know, I've, I've talked to quite a few people um, throughout the UK that um, have started some amazing companies just from a, a group project in university and then, and then they keep going with it. And it's really great to see, um, see where, where, where they go with things. Um, now, let's go ahead and just jump into kind of your main project. Can you go ahead and explain, explain to us uh, what that's all about? Yeah, um, we essentially started looking into different storylines and different themes and with with you know the pandemic that's happened we were really really drawn to that kind of era of writing similar to flowers in the attic the main uh, novel that really inspired the the feeling of being stuck inside and that that um you know not really having much to do but dealing with that loneliness and that innocence of youth as well um really really inspired the start of the concept album and um, we kind of took it from there, took the themes and the concepts and, and kind of blew them up and exp explored them musically. Now, you did mention, you mentioned in their concept album, what can you tell us is kind of the extent of, of the project so far? Uh, is it just that, a concept album? Or is there, um, it, has it been even close to being done as a digital production or on stage or anything? Um, it at the moment, we're treating it as a concept album. So a collection of songs that um, are meant to go together that could be staged and interpreted into a musical. But at the moment, you know, we've done some playing around with things as a company, but at the moment it is strictly 
a concept album. Okay, great, great. Yeah, I just wasn't, I, I wanted to kind of pick your brains a bit as to where where you're going with it. Is there plans to, you know, kind of push it further into something more or are you kind of happy where it is? I think we'd like to, yeah, develop it further into a full musical. Um, I know we'd like to, in the future, we did some recording of songs, which you'll hear soon, um, at home with our friends, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into, but at the moment we're sort of talking about finishing it out as a full concept album that we're happy with and then getting that recorded um, and then trying to get some traction and get funding to make it a whole thing. Do. Yeah, as you do, as you have to do, you know, and it, it's, I, I think it's a really great way that I've noticed that people as well, other companies and stuff are taking this time that we can hold our phones and sing our lyrics to our songs or our lines and stuff and send it around and, and make something. But that's going to be really great to have in the future to be able to try and sell it to companies and producers and things like that. So, I mean, why not take the time that we have while we're stuck at home to do things like that? So I think it's really great that, 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 that that's what you guys are doing. Um, so uh, tell me what, what inspired to make, what inspired you to make this, this music? Um, I said, just delving into those themes of, of youth and innocence and, and childhood and how we develop through puberty and into adolescence and, and what that does to, to just the way you view the world really and like seeing it children's eyes um, or just young people's eyes it's really enlightening to often the world from their perspective and I think that's really where we got the set off from um, yeah I'm pre pretty sure it was mainly that yeah let's talk a bit about the inspiration so we so you just told us a bit about um, you know what inspired you to write the music what 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 is inspirations of things that are already out there did you kind of have um whenever you were thinking about the the style the tone the the the, the way that the music was going to be written How, what inspirations did you have um i think meg and i had pretty different musical educations growing up so for me like i was raised like musical theater like eat drink sleep musical theater um and sort of 60s uh, folk and pop. So a lot of my influence is coming into this. And I think, I think you can hear them in the piece. We talked a lot about Spring Awakening, about Town. I certainly was thinking a lot about Joni Mitchell, um, the Mamas and the Papas. That sort of musically was my, my thought process. But I know, and Meg showed me a lot of really great, um, more modern <laughs> music. That she brought Stuff into like, it. Uh, like the civil wars so that kind of i call it call it eerie folk that um very atmospheric music and um lyrically you know driving the story and telling telling the story in the song as well that was like a big a big big inspo um so we've been talking about kind of your inspirations the the inspirations of other pieces when you pull all of that together, how do you go about building the sound and, and the atmosphere for the music? Can you just let us know how you go about that? Um, <clears throat> I think what's, what's important with when you start create, trying to put a specific atmosphere in a song is understanding how far you're allowed to go with it initially. So it was nice to sort of be given parameters of like, we need it to be in 
we need it all to sit in the same universe, the same place, but each song obviously having different meaning is, it's it a gives challenge, you, yeah, yeah. It, and it gives you a lot of scope to sort of, because um, I know, because I'm much more musically inclined than I am uh, anything else, like imagery wise, yeah. I'm not very good at writing or whatever, but being able to have such, uh, not tunnel vision, but a solid idea of where to go makes it a lot easier to create imagery that you can relate to through every song as opposed to each one making something completely yeah. different. And that loss of innocence really is, you demonstrated that so clearly and it starts really bright and cheerful and as you go through to Skin and Bones and, and all of that it starts kind of deteriorating and you showed that through the atmosphere of the music which was... Mm -hmm. There's a lot, there's a lot on um, guitar, uh, vocals and percussion, obviously thinking about um, the limits that people stuck inside might have or mm. children who haven't explored instruments properly. Percussion is always, if you put a box in front of a young kid, they're going to start in it. Yeah. Or uh, if you give them a guitar, they're not going to be spot on. So trying to sort of focus on the detuning the guitars to accentuate that feeling or put in a syncopation on the drums to make it feel like it's not quite perfect. Mm. I think that's... Because we built on the idea that these children would basically lean on music to, to help them get through whatever they're going through. So that's where the creation of live music, like playing drums, they're there and they'd sing. It was all to do with, you know, growing up and not being bored, basically. <laughs> We have a um, we have a lot of nature motifs throughout the piece. There's a lot of natural imagery in the lyrics, and I think that what you guys did in the in the atmosphere, which was so beautiful, is it does sound really natural, and there's something quite like earthy about the way. Excuse me, I don't know any of the technical terms, but <laughs> there's something quite earthy and and natural and raw about the way you've mixed it and the way you've produced it that I think also really fits with like the lyrics and the a lot of the imagery we put in now process i'm always so interested to find out you know how a team or an individual sits down and kind of works from point a to point b to create a uh a story or or, or a piece of music or whatever it is so can you kind of tell me how how you guys figured it out and navigated through it um sure um so I feel like often, and Meg, feel free to jump in at any time, it would be like I would be in the shower or it would be three in the morning and I'd be like, I've had an idea. And I would like record a voice memo of me like saying some words or I'd send her like a text that was like a phrase and I'd be like, this is, this is my idea. And then she'd be like, okay. <laughs> And then we'd sort of meet and I'd be like, here are the words I've thought of, or here's like a little tune I've thought of. And then we'd sit down and you'd kind of be like, right, like what, what is actually, and you'd like sort of, cause I'd come in and be like, Nee-! and then you'd be like, okay, calm down. I think the way we framed it was that Sophie would bring, I wouldn't say poetry, but lyrical phrases. Um, and then I would match that to music and the chords, which then, you know, told us how the piece was going to go and whether that was minor, major, if there was any dissonance or anything like that kind of helped serve the story. So we collaborated really, really well, but it was a lot of voice notes 
messages, Facebook calls, because it was constant, like trying to record it as well was like a, a whole thing. Um, trying to get everyone to do the parts, making sure. Oh, sorry. We do a lot of like, I'd send you lyrics. You'd be like, what chords feel right for these lyrics? And then we'd meet and we'd go, right, we have the chords, we have the lyrics. What do we think vocally is like going on and rhythmically on top of it? And we'd sit together and we'd come up on Zoom because COVID. Yeah. And we'd come up with like uh, vocal phrasing and like stuff like that. Mm. Well, you kind of segued us into the next question when you mentioned the the big COVID-19. So, um, and, and I'm, I'm interested to kind of get it from your perspective as well, because you're not just trying to create a piece of art through this spectrum. You're also in university taking classes and all of that stuff the same way. Does it help that you're doing that the same way with uni because it just kind of all meshes together? Or is it well, like, what was it like for you guys? I think uh, initially this, this project supposed to be live so we started developing these songs with the intention of it being live and then being told that it was being pushed for we it was supposed to happen in May and it got pulled and we're doing it online so it was it was a very stressful process to start but I think we managed to get the hang of it the more I negotiated with you saying you know let's do a breakdown list of how everybody should record the songs where the mic should be everything you could even think of that might be a little thing that we'd have to make them re-record. We kind of thought about it all before so that when we got to it, it was a lot easier and, and we kind of breezed through it luckily, which was great. It's nice, it's nice to, uh, because I'm, I'm not on an acting course, because I'm on a music course, it's nice to be able to um, sort of have, I've completely lost train of thought there, because I'm on the music course, uh, I don't, I've lost it, completely lost no, it. No, it's okay, say. like how the Let's, worlds uh, collide between music and performance. Yeah. It was like a big, it was a big stressful <laughs> thing. It really was just like being able to act through song as well that, that, you know, it's not just like usual music that you do where it's technically singing or pop singing or mm. whatever it is. This was like a different branch for you to explore as well. Yeah, having to deal, like obviously if you go into a, if we had the chance to go into a studio, you have the chance to set parameters where it's like, I know that if, if someone comes in, this is, they need to stand this far away yeah. and make it sound like this. And if I need it to be like this, I'll move the mic, I'll move them, I'll change the mic. And having to, it's a, it's a, a long slog <laughs> having to go, you, if you, one person has a really good professional microphone, the next person has uh, just their phone. Yeah. So then you have to deal with all types of background noise, ambient noise. Mm. But it's good because there's a lot of cross-pollination between what these guys wanted to do and what I need to learn yeah. being uh, as wanting to do this as a career. Mm. So that was nice for me. But I think that that's interesting as well because, you know, we're thinking of, of you being uh, in a course for music, them being in a course for theatre. When you pull this idea of this concept album out, it's probably going to be one of the only things that's going to be about midway between theater and what you, what it is that you do with music, you know, because we are creating an album. We're creating music in the style of what some, I mean, like look at Beyonce and those storytelling albums that she does, you know what I mean? It's basically a concept album. So I think for you, I think it's great because you're testing the waters into theater as well, but it's still within your wheelhouse and your comfort zone um, to be mm -hmm. able to, to, kind of cross that together and, and I, I love that. I think that's great for you guys and you had the opportunity to do that. 
What inspires uh, Skin and Bones and, and Who Knows, those are the songs that you guys have uh, as part of the album? What, what inspired you for those? Yeah, um, Skin and Bones, there's a book called The Innocence by Michael Crummy. I've definitely butchered his last name. Um, <laughs> not because it's hard to pronounce, just because I forgot what it is. Um, it's a Canadian book. Um, and it's about, it's based on a true story about some siblings um, in Newfoundland or Nova Scotia and uh, they're like brother and sister and they're orphans and the girl is pregnant. And that's all the information that there is on them. But um, in the book, they have an incestuous relationship. We also see an incestuous relationship very infamously <laughs> in Flowers in the Attic. And so who knows was sort of inspired by those storylines of um, forbidden love, which is maybe a very wrong thing. We also had a lot of um, religious motifs and influences throughout the songs. So, oh wait, I'm talking about who knows. This is what who knows is about. I started talking about skin and bones. Who knows? <laughs> so it's about the incestuous relationship. Um, and it's sort of done in like, I think a very um, folk, eerie musical theater, spring awakening style. Yeah, and it's about sort of what they want and what they know is right and their relationship to God and each other. Yeah, and then Skin and Bones. Skin and Bones <laughs> is, um, is about being trapped inside. It's about restriction. It's about like wanting life to return to normal, but not being able to. I think it's got more of a, it's almost got a country influence to it at times, I think. What would you say, Meg? Yeah, I mean, there's a bit more of a pulse to it with the drums and the guitar and the sound that he chose with that. Um, but yeah, like we said, it shows the kind of decline of innocence and, and actual physical decline of, you know, inspiration from lockdown and that. Um, and interestingly, in that song, there's a moment where all the music pulls away and I don't know what effect you put on it or if whether you can remember. But... Uh, I think, being completely honest, I think I went on Splice and typed in <laughs> ambient loops or super ambient noises or atmospheric and threw about 50 different things together. Yeah, that, that song's the real like initial moment of decline of these children's lives and how they haven't had the freedom that they want. Um, that's that moment and you really really it's really prevalent in the way you've edited that the, i think a solid between the two songs is uh who knows has a very sort of pull vibe as opposed to a push mm. so skin and bone as soon as it as soon as it comes in it feels as if you're meant to be sat on the edge of your seat listening to it like mm. vocal like lyrically and vocally it's like, it's, it's really crisp, it's but forward. because the guitar is mildly detuned as well, it's almost as if the vocals are clinging on to being in the, in the key. So it's in a sense of like, subconsciously, uh, not vocally, but sonically, you sort of, you don't know why you're on edge. Like you're mm. listening to it and it's like, why is this making me so uncomfortable? Mm. So I think there's a lot, uh, as I said, again, cross-pollination between how well the lyrics go alongside the music. Mm. I think it's testament to how much effort 
everyone actually put in. Yeah, definitely. No, and I think that that was, I don't know, there was a, there was some poetry to how you kind of described that there, which is like, things going to be great to have our viewers kind of hear that and then be able to get a taste of it in the, the selections that they're going to hear after that. So um, let's just kind of jump into the other song, which is, is the Flowers in the Attic song. Um, what what inspired that? Um, I'm sure people will probably be guessing by now when I say flowers in the attic what they're gonna <laughs> what they're gonna be hearing. But but let's hear your side of of what inspired you uh, to create that one. Um, this was the first song we wrote. Uh, it was our first time ever writing music together. Um, I had read the book when I was young, Flowers in the Attic, and when we sort of were talking about this project, it came up as one of our stimulus. So I went back and read it again. I think we all, I know you guys read it for the first time, but I went back and read it again. And after I read it, I sort of sat down and wrote this poem based on it. And then I just sent it to you, didn't I? I just went, maybe this is something. Basically, because of my frozen, oh, it comes at the end of, of the album. And it's, it's kind of the penultimate, the final song. Um, and the way that, so Sophie brought the lyrics or the poem to me and I kind of, I knew I wanted it minor. I knew I wanted that eerie feel, but we wanted rising chords that kind of felt like it was, it was building up somewhere, which matches the imagery of the lyrics, flowers in the attic, weeds reaching high, cracking through the walls, climbing to the sky. So like that feeling of some anticipation of suspension of something happening, you know, they're finally being let out. Um, and that freedom it gives you as well, because it really, really builds this song. And I think that was mainly due to the way you mixed it with the drums and how it all pulls away again and then comes back in at the end. It was, yeah, it just basically, I think the lyrics gave inspiration to how we built the music around it. And we ended up loving it that much that we just thought we'd keep it in there because the, the imagery of Flowers in the Attic to us was just like, perfect for what we were trying to explain which was lovely <clears throat> well it's been so kind of it's been so nice to uh be able to sit down with you guys and, and chat about about your project and um how you guys came to be and everything can we really quickly before we jump into the um the episode and the selections from from your your show can one of you just kind of tell us how we can follow along or, or get in touch or, or whatever with you guys to uh, find out when you're going to be doing stuff or, or anything like that, your social medias, let us know. Yes, we are paper mache theater on Instagram and mache underscore theater on Twitter. Um, and you can follow us there. We're, we're posting updates. You can see the poster of, or the, art for the concept album. You can see some beautiful artwork that my father um, did for us as we were writing. Uh, and you can see our highlight stories of us just like messing around a bit. Fun. No, that's great. That's good to know. And, and we'll make sure that it's all um, linked on the, the description for the, the episode on all the different platforms that we, we showcase on. So everybody can kind of check that out. Um, Megan, Sophie, Ross, thank you guys so much for sitting down with me today and letting us know a little bit more about your, your, your process from the start to where we are now. And um, now we can let our viewers go ahead and enjoy some selections from Paper Mache Theater. Thank you guys again for joining us. Um, have a good thank rest you. of your day. Thanks for having us. <laughs> uh, nice, well, thank you. Bye.
that if he's reaching high, backing through the walls, climbing to the sky. Flowers in the attic, roses in our sheets. Thorns that prick like bars, where the corners of our world meet. Our Thank you so much for joining us for our showcase of music from Paper Mache Theatre. Follow Paper Mache Theatre on their social media to keep up to date and learn more. Join us next week as we present selections from the musical Uprising. <laughs> <laughs>